Welcome to episode nine of the Effective Faith podcast. It's a weekly podcast answering questions about productivity, tools and gear to help us get stuff done, as well as theology, Christian living, and how to approach getting things done in a way that supports our overall well-being and helps us to honour Jesus better. A bit of a different episode this week. I'm going off script and running through uh, a seminar that I once gave uh, in a different life, uh, a basic guide to being effective with your time. We're going to rifle through it really, really quickly. It's worth me saying that most of the ideas in here, they're not mine, they're not unique to me. They're things I've learned over the years and I've tried to build into this in a way of uh, helping more people. Um, some in, an introduction and some basic principles as we think about this basic guide to being effective with our time. Everyone has stuff. Now, by stuff, I mean, uh, that's a phrase from Getting Things Done, uh, David Allen's book. I mean, places to be, people to meet, things to do, notes to make, ideas, thoughts, plans, records to keep, all of this kind of stuff in your life. And somehow you have to keep track of it all. That's the basic principle. Next, we all have our basic human weaknesses. And it's worth knowing this. The big one is sin. Now, uh, it's a common phrase that uh, the heart is deceitful among, among, above all things. We know that uh, as Christians, we can't trust our desires and our wants all of the time. And if we're honest, we know that's that's true. You'll know that when the alarm goes off in the morning, you have this overwhelming desire to just stay in bed. You know that when it gets to late in the evening and you know that you should be going to bed, you'll, you'll have this overwhelming desire to watch just one more episode of um whatever it is you're binge watching at the moment. And even when you get in bed, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, they all beckon. You know that it's not a good idea, but still that's what you want to do. That's what you want to give your time to. And then there's natural human sort of frailty, if you will. You'll get tired. Your attention span will be limited. Your ability to focus will be limited. And your ability to remember things is not perfect. Yes, you'll be able to remember some stuff, but other times your memory just lets you down. And then also within this sort of basic human weakness, there's natural limitations. The big one being time. We're all limited in the amount of time that we've actually got. But then we're limited in access that we have to people and things that we might need to do our work. And then there's sort of natural limitations of the locations that we find ourselves in, what we can and can't do in those places. A system for organising yourself and all of this stuff can help, but it's never going to be perfect. It's worth bearing that in mind as we think about the following sort of principles for having a system. The first, plan your work and then work your plan. That's, that's really key. So give good time to planning what you're going to do when and how you're going to do it, and then follow that plan as best you can in order to minimise the amount of time that you waste just thinking about what to do when and how to do it. And you also, 
you're ensuring that if you if you plan this this time wisely then you'll be making decisions about what to do and what to do when at the best time of the week for making good quality decisions of this kind rather than trusting that in the moment you're going to be able to make the right decisions for what to do when the idea is to be purposeful to be intentional and to be in proactive and be proactive in what you're doing and not merely reacting to whatever is shouting at you the loudest at the particular moments through the week. And if you ever end up in senior positions within companies or organizations or running your own business or in a leadership position, either in a company or in a church, then no one's going to tell you what to do. No one's going to tell you how to do it. You have to be practiced at making those decisions yourself so you can best manage your own time, but also lead the organization or the church or the company. Another great principle from David Allen, your head is a great place for having ideas and a terrible place for holding them. The way the human brain works is it's brilliant at spotting patterns, making links, uh, being creative, having ideas. And yes, we do have a memory, but we all know that that memory is not perfect and is going to let us down. So effective time management, it doesn't mean working more. It doesn't mean working harder or better. It means working smarter. It means using the limited resources that we have in a more effective way to maximize the benefit that we're getting out of those limited resources. And then the last basic principle, but perhaps the most important, you need rest. You need downtime. You need to plan this as well and make it a priority for your day and for your week. Not just the time to have rest, but also thinking about what you're going to do with that time. Vegging on your bed with a thousand YouTube videos into the small hours of the night, we all know that's not proper rest. I'm not saying that YouTube doesn't have its place, but it's not what Cal Newport would describe as a high quality leisure activity. So we need to plan our rest. We need to make sure we've got time for it and also think about what we're going to do with it. In terms of putting together a system, I've said before, there are some basic tools that everybody is going to need. You're going to need a calendar or a diary of some kind. You're going to need a to-do list or task manager. You're going to need somewhere to take notes and you're going to need somewhere to store files and documents. Your calendar, it can be a digital thing. Uh, it can be a paper thing. There are two key features that it needs to have. Ease of planning, organizing and moving thing, putting things into it and moving them around. And critically, ease of visually seeing what is happening when. Your to-do list, uh, your notes app, uh, again, digital or paper, either is fine. The task manager needs to tell you what you need to do and it needs to have some kind of organization to it. A thousand tasks in a list is no help to anybody. And again, the notes needs to have some kind of organization to them. And then your file storage is, is similar. So an overview of any good system, I've slightly adapted Carl Pauline's uh, COD, which is collect, organize and do. And I've made it cope, collect, organize, plan and execute. So capture and collect everything, everywhere all the time, whether that's tasks, events, meetings, notes, ideas, capture it all. Organize, 
your to-do list, split it up in a way that makes sense to you, your calendar, um, what is happening when in your week, fixed events planned in, and your notes, what you need to hand that particular day or week needs to be easily accessible, and then everything else needs to be easy to find if you need it. Some kind of organization system here. And then similarly for your digital files, an organization system and the ability to find things. Um, and then plan and execute. Uh, a little bit more about capturing uh, and collecting part three of this sort of overview thing. What's the problem here? When does your brain actually remind you of stuff? When does your brain say, oh, you needed to post that birthday card to your mum? It doesn't tell you that when you're stood by the post box card in hand. It tells you that when you've just got home and shut the door and you're exhausted at the end of a long day. When does your brain give you the definitive solution to the big problem that is holding up whatever is your key project at work? It doesn't give you that solution while you're working on the project at work. It gives you that solution while you're in the shower right before going to bed. So capture everything, your stuff, things to do, meetings, notes, ideas, records. These are going to be coming at you all day, every day from everywhere. They might come in via email, texts or WhatsApp messages, phone calls, random people you bump into in the street that you know tell you something mental jogs from your brain, ideas that you have at silly points of the day, letters that come in, news stories that you read, recipes that people give you. Uh, even once I had a brilliant idea for something in a dream. Um, the principle is get it all out of your head as quickly as possible and get it into your system. You're going to need capture tools to do that. You can choose what you use. Um, I have a little pocket notebook uh, that I carry around with me at all times. I've got an inbox in my to-do list app, an inbox in my notes app, and then Google Calendar is my calendar app, which is on my phone. My aim, as I've said, is that every thought, every idea, every record to keep or actionable item just gets dumped into one of those places within a few minutes of it coming up. I don't use email apps or message apps as capture tools. Like I don't have things in my inbox that are uh, things that I'm seeing as a uh, as a new capture item. It gets too messy. So I operate with this sort of inbox zero zero principle on all email accounts. And the idea is is that emails or messages that I need to do something with that gets put into either my to do list or my notes app. Uh, or something else. I, I've got another thing coming up on email where I'll go into more detail about how that works specifically, but I don't leave emails in my inbox to be dealt with later. Ideally, you're going to want one of these capture tools with you at all times. So for example, the pocket notebook that I carry around with me, I might want to keep it by my bed so I can write down things that come up during the night. Next, we come on to organizing. Uh, the first part of organizing is actually processing all of those inboxes, those capture tools that I just mentioned. Ideally, these should be checked every day, although some of them might, you, you might get away with looking at them once a week rather than every day. But what you want to be doing is going through each inbox, each capture tool in turn, 
and going through each item that you've listed or written down and working out what to do with it. Now, in order to work out what to do with it, the first thing you need to do is to decide what it is. Ask the right questions. What is it? Is it an event? Is it something that you need to be at? Is it a note or a record that you need to keep and file away somewhere for future reference if you need it? Is it a project that you need to start? Is it a task like going and buying some coffee or is it a random idea of something you might want to do in the future? Like, hmm, I'd love to go to India. I'm going to start vaguely planning what that might look like. Or is it just something completely stupid that occurred to you? Like, I wonder if it might be possible to make a breakfast smoothie from a full English. Answer, it is. It's disgusting. Don't do it. You want to examine everything proactively. So, for example, a new recipe that comes in, it might be a record that you want to keep stored, filed away somewhere, but you might want to put it on your to-do list to go and buy the ingredients for it. And if you're particularly serious about trying it out, you might want to schedule some time on your calendar to do that. Uh, you might receive an email about an event coming up that you need to go to, but that might impact other things as well. And so you might need to create tasks or projects or something to do things in order to prepare for it. Always ask the question, do I need to keep it? And if the answer is no, then delete it. So if you are looking through and you find making a breakfast smoothie out of a full English, just delete it right away. Then ask, what, it, what do I need to do with this? Do I need to put it on my calendar? Do I need to create a new task or a project? Do I need to save it and file it as a record, etc., etc.? Once you've done that, the next part is putting it in the correct place. This is basically following through with what you've decided to do with it. Now, I'm not going to go into more detail here about what organization system you should use for your task manager, what organization system you should use for your notes app or your filing system. There's plenty of places on the internet where you can find lots and lots of ideas. And in my blog at the moment, I'm slowly working through different uh, ideas about how to organize things. Um, and sharing some of my thoughts on them. And I'm also slowly working through uh, the ways in which I organize things. For example, I did a post recently about how I'm currently organizing Todoist. You can go and have a look at that on effectivefaith.org. The next part is the planning part. So um, I'm going to start with what's called the weekly plan, the weekly review and plan. Um, once a week, either at the start of the week or at the end of the week, ahead of the, the next week, you want to set aside some time to do this. And my own thoughts on this is you need to be checking and doing the following things. Firstly, you need to go through all of those inboxes, physical, digital, and all of your capture tools. The idea is, is that when you start planning, there's not something just sitting in your inbox that you're ignoring. It's worth looking at your calendar for last week, the week that's just been. Are there any actions that you might need to take off the back of things? Or is there anything that you didn't actually do that you need to apologize for to somebody? Then I would look at the calendar for the week ahead. What are the fixed things that you need to be at? How much time have you got? So you know, for example, that if you've got eight hours of meetings coming up on Tuesday, Tuesday is a day when you're not going to have any time really to do much else. 
you might want to look at your calendar three weeks, three months ahead. You perhaps don't need to do this every week. But the idea is to have a sort of a bird's eye view. What is coming up that you need to do or think about? And then go through your projects, your active projects and the tasks associated with them. Where is everything up to? What needs to happen this week? What tasks from these could be delegated to somebody else? And is there anything that I'm going to need help with or input on from somebody else? There's nothing worse than sitting down on a Thursday morning for some focused work on a project, realizing then that you needed information from somebody else in order to do this. And you know, if you contact them, you're going to need to wait a few hours before you hear back. So if you know that you need that information ahead of time, then put a task in to contact them on Monday or Tuesday so that you can have that information with you when you sit down to work on Thursday. Then you need to plan your upcoming week. Again, I would say the first thing is, when are you going to take time off? When are you going to have a day, a clear day? When are you going to have rest time each day? When are you going to do exercise, things like that? That is very important to think about at the start, rather than just trying to fit it in around everything else. What are your main priorities for the week ahead? What's most important? What's going to have the biggest impact? And when are you going to plan in the time that you need to work on those things? What are the other urgent tasks for this week? Things that have to happen within the next seven days and when are they going to get done? And then think about what, what time have I got left? What's the best way to use it? What am I not going to have time to do that I need to delegate to somebody else or apologize for? You need to be realistic here. You're not God. You can't do everything all the time. And some things you're just not going to have capacity for. It's worth building flexibility into your plan as well and be willing for things to change. As I've said, you're not God. You don't have perfect foresight. You don't know how the week is going to plan out. Having some degree of flexibility for things to change is really helpful. After you've planned your week, you need to plan your day. So I would say you do this each day, preferably at the end of the day, planning the next day, but you can do it at the start of the day at a push. So I'd review the plan that you've already made and decide uh, how feasible that is, how that's going to work out through the day. And at this point, you can factor in yourself and what your energy levels are uh, and a few other things um, like has stuff come up that you didn't know about at the start of the week. And then you can tweak your plan for the day uh, to do that. And then, as I said, as part of this sort of weekly planning session, you might want to think ahead. The aim is to have a bird's eye view of what's going on over the next few months. Birthdays coming up that you might need to buy presents for. Events coming up that you might need to plan for. Projects or tasks coming up. When have you next got a holiday? I find knowing when my next holiday is really helps me keep going through through the harder and, and uh, more tiring weeks. It's also worth knowing about significant events that are coming up that may not affect you directly, but might affect those around you or people you work with. They might not be as available or they might need more support. And it's worth knowing about that. And then there may be times that you can see coming up in the future where you're going to have more flexibility. And so it's worth thinking about, 
are there things that I can save for them um, and not worry about them so much in the now? Part six, execute. A few things to say here. Um, be, be smart. <clears throat> if you need to focus, where can you best do that? It's worth thinking that through. What do you need to do? what you need to do to make sure that you've got the things that you actually need with you when you sit down to work. And it's also worth thinking about what things might distract you and cause you to procrastinate and then trying to eliminate those as best you can ahead of time. Be smart. Be loving. You see, you don't trump the other people that you work with. You're not more important than them. They might need the space. They might need the equipment that you need. So it's worth thinking about how you can be loving so that everybody that you're working with can get their work done. And it might be that you can only concentrate if you've got heavy death thrash metal blaring out at full volume. Well, if that's true, then I'd suggest investing in some headphones because it may well be that not everyone finds that the best background music to concentrate with. So be loving in how you approach your work. Be flexible. Others might need your help. And it's worth thinking, it's worth be sacrificial in offering help to people that need it. And if you're not the most senior person within your organization, then other people might decide that what they need you to do is actually more important than what you've planned to do. So be flexible. There might be barriers that come up that block you from doing what you've planned to do that you didn't know about when the week started. Um, so be flexible. And your energy levels, they just might not be what you expected them to be when you planned your week. So be flexible. Be proactive. This is kind of part of being flexible. So uh, you might spot things that need doing or opportunities that come up that could take precedence over the things you planned for. And it may well be that uh, things don't take as long as you expected or a meeting's been cancelled and you find yourself with a bit of free time that's unplanned. So be proactive using it wisely. And the last thing, and again, the most important, take breaks. Take breaks, take breaks, take breaks. This is essential. You cannot focus for eight hours straight, 10 hours straight. If you try, your work will be sloppy and not worth it. Take a break. I'm a firm believer is tea breaks is what made Britain great. And since we've stopped having tea breaks built into our working day in this country, everything's fallen apart. The last part of this, I want to give some tips and some dangers um, to being effective with our time. So I'll start off with the tips and then I'll go to the dangers. Being responsible for something doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do it. Delegate or die. That's that's the idea. Think about ways in which you can kill two birds with one stone. So, for example, if you're in ministry and you've got a sermon coming up and you're in the early stages of prep where you're just looking at the passage, you could do that with another person, in which case you're uh, discipling somebody, you're training somebody at the same time as doing the prep that you need to do. Some tasks don't deserve your time. They need to be done but a quick job will do. Some tasks do deserve your time and your focus, and it's worth making sure you give it to them. 
Sometimes, if a job is worth doing, it's worth doing badly. And learn how to quickly boil any task down to its basic component. What actually needs to happen in order to achieve the end goal of this task? What is the end goal here? Um, there's many examples that I could pick for this, but I'm thinking you need to write a letter to somebody. Now, at one end of the spectrum, you write a letter that's handwritten with perfect calligraphy and artistry and, um, you know, you do like flowery designs or whatever you, you want to make it perfect and individual for that person. Or you could type something out, print it and send it. It's what is the goal? What is it you're trying to achieve? And um, can you achieve that goal in half an hour? Do you need to spend four hours on it? Boil the task down to its basic component. What actually needs to happen to achieve the desired goal? You are going to need to prioritize your task um, and things that are higher priority, allocate a sensible amount of time for doing them. They're worthy of that. Less important stuff should be done as quickly as you can to leave as much time as possible for the more important tasks. Tasks can expand to fill the time you give them. So take control, set boundaries, set limits. There's something called a mind sweep, which is worth, or a mind dump, which is worth learning about. Every so often, it's worth going through all of your responsibilities, every area, every role you have in life, and thinking about what is needed for them and are you missing anything, and just giving half an hour or so to just throwing everything down um, onto a piece of paper and then bring it into your system. Okay, three dangers. Um, people you can be. Super priest. Super priest is the guy who tries to do everything, be responsible for everything, be everywhere at all once, be all things to all people. Don't be super priest. You're not the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything is not your responsibility. And it's worth um, focusing your time where you can be most effective and where your time and attention matters the most. You can't be everywhere. You can't be all things to all people. Mr. Head Down. Mr. Head Down is so focused on what's his responsibility, so focused on his plan, his task, that he's oblivious to what everyone else is doing, will never help anybody else out because he's too focused on what he's doing. He's Mr. Head Down and he's a terrible person to work with because he's he's basically working in a way which is very self-focused and selfish. And then the last thing, which is again possibly the most important in some ways, burnout is a risk. You do need to rest. That's why I say plan this time first each week. There's nothing wrong with deciding to take time off during the day if you've got something work-wise happening in the evenings. There's nothing wrong with deciding to take extra time off one week in order to make up for uh, having less or no time off with more stuff going on the previous week. You need to rest. You need to take breaks. Uh, you need that downtime. It's re your responsibility if you do to make sure your stuff uh, gets covered if uh, if that's relevant to the organization you work for. But you can't go all guns blazing every day for weeks on end. It's, it's just not sustainable. 
Um, and so there you have it, uh, a basic guide to being effective with your time. It's a longer one this week, I realise, but um, hopefully it'll be helpful. As I said in previous episodes, if you've got any questions about time management, productivity or any of this stuff that you want to ask me, then please do email me. It's effectivefaith15.58 at gmail.com. I don't actually have a quote this week, um, so I will just remind you that you can be very, very productive without being very effective. <laughs>